it is quite alien to Western thought to conceive that the external world, which is defined as something that happens to you, and your body itself as something that you got caught up with, it is quite alien to our thought to consider all that as you yourself. Because, you see, we have such a myopic view of what one's self is. It's as if, in other words, we selected how much experience is really to be regarded as me. As if you focused your attention on certain restricted areas of the whole panorama of things that you experience and say, I will take sides with that much of it. Oh boy, I'm pretty sure our bathroom um, in our public, our, our public restroom in our library was the scene for the first Saw movie. Because <laughs> <laughs> I love dogs, you know how much I love dogs. I've heard of this. <laughs> I've heard of how much you love dogs. <laughs> I feel like it's canon that I love dogs. Your love of, ca- your love of dogs is canon <laughs> at this point. Yeah, I yeah. Love- a whole damn town! (laughs) I was listening to that episode because it just... To recap, I have a rod in my arm Mm -hmm. that affects my ovaries that will hopefully treat my migraines. We live in a golden... This is phenomenal. uh, What you just described was essentially like Stark technology. Yeah, now this might not... Barking normally is fine, and when I have a headache, it is like, Rosie, you're killing your mother right now. Like, <laughs> and I do sometimes. I wonder, like, what would it be like if I had a child? Like, I don't know what I would do. Like, That's how they communicate. You exactly. Know? It's like I can't tell them to be quiet. Mm-hmm. Like, they're just trying to. It like, won't work, you know, because they I don't know. know what that means. I know. know. Like, but even if I had a kid who could talk to me, like, I can't tell my kid like. Mommy can't mommy right now. Yeah. So I guess it's a good thing I didn't have kids. It's kind of a bummer way to start a podcast. But... I know. Are we starting that? Is, is that t- tell, tell me. Tell me that's how we started. Hey guys, what do you think? Is that good? Sure. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> or else we'll never start it. Uh, <laughs> that bummer i guess it's good i didn't have kids um oh hey everyone you're listening to the same team y'all guys my name's eric (laughs) cheer up eric let's cling to it there it is there it is is. and my name is tess uh guys you're listening to a podcast where uh two best librarian friends best friends who are librarians uh, talk about stuff that they love because uh, it's all about your perspective on this world uh, tales from the library and important life lessons that we've learned along the way and you said you haven't had a chance to listen to the live episode no yet, right? i haven't at time of recording i it just came out 
hot off today. the hot off the presses. And I haven't had a chance to listen uh, to it, but I'm very excited. I gotta tell you, I'm actually really happy with how it turned out. Like I said, I, we talked about this. I had to put a little disclaimer at the beginning because there was audio stuff we had to figure out. Uh, there was a lot of loud uh, uh, kids. <laughs> very close to us for a lot of the cast but i was really happy with how it turned out steve-o it was, it was great recording with steve-o too and you know? we'll be uh i guess recording another live episode yeah. sometime soon yeah. june june 9th? june 9th at we'll the we'll be at c4 yep in waldorf maryland yeah c4 which stands for the charles county Comic Con, which is in, uh, it's going to be at the Waldorf West Branch Library, which is in uh, uh, Charles County in Southern Maryland. Uh, and what and times will we be there? It's 12 to... I'm going to have to look at that. I don't know the exact time. Check yeah. out our website, yeah. com. Yeah. There's a page there for our appearances, and we will update that yeah. with... Um, information as we receive it i think i think bill up in, in charles county usually does it like from a like a 10 to 2 kind of thing or okay. something like that so i think that's what he usually does he might have changed it this year uh sorry uh uh our uh, sorry friends i don't know the exact time so well, that's okay check out our website the exact time will be there and um then you'll know when to come to yeah. c4 to see eric and i and give us a consensual can i hug. can i tell you so so i haven't talked to you about this live cast yet that i didn't see you did i tell you what i did for tales from the library no. <laughs> so what i did i'm actually kind of proud of myself what we did is so we didn't start recording until like a few hours into the Convention, right? Yes. So Steve-O and I, who uh, uh, Steve-O is our friend from the Rather Be Playing podcast. He was my guest Tess. He was in f- <laughs> stepping in for Tess so that we can record Substance a podcast. Tess. Yeah. And uh, what we did is before we recorded, we were promoting the cast, but we told anyone, I said, hey, who wants to be on a podcast? And what we did is we pulled kiddos up. And we, lots of kids at this we, Comic-Con. We interv- There's a lot of kids there. There were adults too, but adults tend to get embarrassed when you put a microphone in front of them. Like, I'm like, is there stuff you love, sir? He'd be like, yeah. I'm like, want to get in front of this mic? He's like, no. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> Meanwhile, his kid is like, I got stuff I love. So for the Telson Library, we just spliced together a bunch of times of me interviewing kiddos about their time at the convention. So oh, that's great. It, it turns into a uh, real time Tales from the Library. Kids say the darndest thing kind of situation <laughs> but i was i was really happy with how it turned out like i said there's audio stuff like there's one girl who just like had this stuffed unicorn that she just like banged against the mic for a couple seconds um that was her favorite thing about the convention but That's um the stuff she was loving she, well, it was i asked her so what's your favorite thing this unicorn um but uh i was pretty happy with how the episode turned out and i'm actually really excited about doing our other live episode on june 9th too, so, All right, with uh, the, the lessons that you've learned about live recording. Yeah, I learned a lot of lessons about um, mostly uh, how to turn down the gain when you're closer to the microphone. <laughs> it's hard, though, because if you can not, not hear yourself because it was so loud, you don't know how much the mic can hear you, you know, but... Anyway, that that was a that was yeah, a thing. Yeah, it's a good thing I wasn't there. <laughs> I, well, like I said, it was it was it was pretty loud. Um, yeah, I was on the couch having a, a silent podcast recording session yeah. with Rosie. <laughs> By the way, if we have any listeners to this episode that uh, first heard of us through the Odenton Branch Library Comic Con at Anne Arundel, Yay, welcome yeah, welcome. I, I don't. I mean, maybe they're listening. I know what I was doing is I had people on the podcast, and then I said, "Hey, if you want to listen to yourself, <laughs> find us on iTunes." The episode's hope, coming out on, I hope they're on not Friday. disappointed that I'm not an Irish man. 
<laughs> you are. You know what? A I, super Irish. I, I gotta tell you. So my time recording with Steve-O was great because Steve-O, he's such a, a beautiful bearded man, and <laughs> he he's, was such a delight to to podcast with. He's a cracking lad. He's a straight up cracking lad. <laughs> he's the cracking. Um, <laughs> he, but he was no. He, he was so. If he was my guest test. I still miss the real test. I miss tests there. Thanks, Eric. But it was a good decision for you not to go. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Steve-O, if you're listening, uh, thanks for being our uh, guest test. Uh, Steve-O's mom, if you're listening, thanks for birthing a beautiful man. Was so. Steve-O's mom there? She, so Steve-O's mom wasn't there, but Steve-O mentioned that he might l- have her mom listen to that episode. Oh, well, because it was close to Mother's Day. It was close to Mother's Day, which... Fun fact, uh, Irish Mother's Day is like a few oh, months earlier. Right, Mothering Mothering Sunday or something like that. Yeah. Uh, Irish listeners write in at <laughs> sameteamyall at gmo.com. I honestly don't know. I don't know. So, Tess, do you want to talk about some stuff we love? Let's do it. This is the stuff that we love. We love! This is the stuff that we love. We love it so much. This is the stuff that we sufficient banter <laughs> i always love when we do the talk at the beginning i was like when do we stop because when you get when you do listen to the live cast with steve and i we do go on in my opinion a little too long about coffee <laughs> but that's not steve you don't even like coffee. i don't like coffee but i'll talk to anyone about anything um but uh guys uh this is the segment called stuff we love um and even if you never write into us, I we encourage you to, as you listen to this podcast, think about stuff that you love. Because once you start looking for stuff that you love, you're probably going to start seeing things that you love yeah. everywhere, as opposed to the opposite, <clears throat> stuff that you hate. The more you think about that, the more you're going to see stuff that you hate. Yeah. And but that email, by the way, is sameteamyall at gmail.com. Yeah. And by the way, if you do think of something you love, go ahead and send it in. We'll be happy to read yeah. it. Yeah. Don't send us stuff you hate, though. <laughs> what would we do with that? I, don't, I mean, I guess you could send it to us if you want. If you want to send us stuff you hate, I don't know what I would do. No, no, this is what we would do. If you send us stuff we hate, we will read it on the cast, but we will read it in such a way it sounds like stuff we love. <laughs> We'd find something to love about the stuff we hate. And then a man cut me off in traffic. <laughs> oh my god, cutting you- off in traffic. Can you believe this kid playing Han Solo doesn't look anything like Harrison Ford? <laughs> I think we can do it, right? Um, do you want to go first or shall I? Uh, I'm so indecisive. I don't like when we you do are, this. Well, here, I should tell you guys. You go first. Okay, I'll go first. And also, listeners, we should mention this earlier. We're going to try to keep this episode brief. I don't think we're going to do a good job of it, though. But we should try, though. We will. We will try because um, post-credits of this episode... Um, I believe both you and I loved the Avengers it, Infinity War, yeah, right? I think we both did. But, it's safe to say. It's safe to say. I think we both loved it. But we didn't want... Uh, I, we still feel like that it's a little too early, right? To fully I, talk about I it. I know that it's been a long time. Like, that movie's been out for a while. But there's probably... There might still be some people who haven't had a chance to go, you know what? Life happens. Life happens. And you, know? you might not have had a chance to go see it. And yeah. you might have somehow avoided all of the spoilers and you don't want to hear them. And that's why we're going to have our very own 
Marvel post credit scene. <laughs> so after the music yeah. in this episode, if you want to hear what we thought of Infinity War, you can listen. If you don't want to know what we heard, what we thought of Infinity War, then you turn the podcast off. Yeah, and then you can join us later, right? Yep. Just because, and we don't want anyone to be spoiled. And you're right, a lot of time has passed, but still, we we care about you guys. Yeah, each and every one of you, even you, <laughs> you, even you, Kylo. <laughs> Even you, Kylo. Um, I'll go first. Um, we work at the library. I work at a particularly, um, my library branch building is particularly old. I think it was built in the 1950s. It used to be an old, uh, was it National Guard Armory? Yes. Uh, it is riddled with leaks and mold. rodents and mold <laughs> and asbestos. And by the way, guys, visit me at the Leonardtown Branch <laughs> Library, where I am a children's librarian. Um, but all I have to say is it's an old building. But we've, uh, after a very long battle, um, for which most of it I wasn't there, um, <laughs> at, involving funding and commissioners and politics, um, we're getting a new library. Uh, the groundbreaking for that library. Thank you. Thank you. Here, wait. Let's do a little bit of this. There it is. Uh, the groundbreaking for that library was just a few days ago. Um, I saw it firsthand. Um, several people put a shovel in the ground. There were actually 11 shovels there, believe it or not. And there is a hole there. So even if they can't afford bulldozers or concrete, there's at least now a hole where the new library should go. So um, uh, a stuff that I'm loving is the fact that we will eventually, um, I think construction is supposed to take 18 months in a perfect world. Probably might take a little bit longer. Um, but we're very excited about this new building that will be right next to um, a local elementary school. And we'll be walking distance to a whole neighborhood so new people can visit us. And it's going to be a combo building, half, Leonard, or half library, half uh, senior activity center. It's going to be amazing. And so after they did this official groundbreaking test... Yeah. So they had all these commissioners. <laughs> Look at you, Naughty. Uh, do you know what I'm about to say? No. Okay, so they had I all these. I wasn't there. So I'm excited to hear I was at it. the groundbreaking, and, uh, um, and, and they had all these commissioners and, like, very important people digging these shovels. My branch manager, uh, <clears throat> the head of the senior center and all that, digging these shovels in there and taking pictures. And, and everyone was congratulating each other after the end of this groundbreaking. And then they all walked away. And I looked over, and you know what I saw? What'd you see? I saw 11 unsupervised shovels sticking out of the ground. So I tossed my phone over to my friend. I said, take a picture of me. I'm doing a groundbreaking. So then I started <laughs> digging up the hole. So if anyone... Can we tweet that picture out? Yeah, yeah. I've got, I've got a picture and I took a video of me doing it. Or my friend took a video of me doing it too. So even though I'm not in any of the pamphlets for this building and I don't think I'm going to end up on the local uh, news station uh, like these other very important people, I was there... I dug a hole. I made sure it was a sufficiently sized hole to help the building go up. But uh, nice. a stuff that I'm loving is whew, our area finally having the library that it deserves. That's so, great. Uh -huh. You know, I've worked in your library before, and I the one that you're in now. And I will say it's a charming, cozy little yeah. building, and you guys have done the very best that you can do with it. I think it. that's important to say, right? We've yes. been focusing on the not great things about the building. But... It's great that you're getting a new library. It's yeah. very exciting. I once was doing a story time with Belinda. So I'm sitting in front of, uh, you know, 30 or so kids and their parents. And we just feel drops in our head. Oh, no. In the middle of the story. <laughs> We're reading books and water is falling on my head. Water's <laughs> falling on the books. Water's falling on here. And we had to, we sit on this big box like this. It's like a storage box, but we paint. It's painted to to look like fairy tale stuff. And we had to move the box mid story to the other side of the room. 
Um, while, uh, while we were doing the story time, I have a sign made just because there's been so many leaks in this, in our room where we do story time called the water levels in this room have reached exciting levels. (laughs) (laughs) Story time today will now be located in another room. And then I list the room, uh, exciting. Um, but I think before I wrap up this stuff, I'm loving, uh, positive things about the building. It's standing. Mm -hmm. It's open. It's open. You're, it, you're in it. I'm in it. It has electricity. Uh-huh. Ah, it has a vault in it, like, for, like, old weapons and it stuff. It has an executive bathroom. It has an executive bathroom that, <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> um, whenever people come in and they go, you're getting a new library, most people are excited, but every once in a while people say, oh, I'm going to miss this one because it's my library. Yeah. And it's cozy. And yeah, I go, it yeah. is. And I go, uh, just check out that public restroom. <laughs> check that out real quick because... Oh boy, I'm pretty sure our bathroom um, in our public our, our public restroom in our library was the scene for the first Saw movie. <laughs> <laughs> and I can say that as working at this library and a fan of the Saw movies. <laughs> um, one of the stuff I'm loving this for I'm excited about this. Is um, uh, my mother-in-law got a puppy um, over the past fortnight. And he is a Shiloh Shepherd. Have you ever heard of a Shiloh Shepherd before? It's part Shepherd. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. No, I'm sorry. I don't know dog types that much. That's okay. I had never heard of it before. And I, I, I feel like I'm pretty well educated about dog breeds. But it's part German Shepherd, part Alaskan Malamute. And part something else, part mystery. I don't um, know. Another I don't know dog. what that mystery animal is. This dog is huge. He's a puppy. Now, it's a rehoming situation because the puppy um, is, he's about seven months old. And he was, uh, he was with a family. And um, unfortunately, the person who owned him uh, developed a rapidly debilitating health problem and can no longer care for the puppy. I know it is very sad. Now, apparently the Shiloh Shepherd community, it's very tight knit. And, um, my mother-in-law has been part of this community for about like a year and a half. Like she loves these dogs and she's part of this like Facebook book group where she keeps track of all of these dogs and the people who own them and she's friends with all of the breeders and the families and the person who owned the dog said I would like Lynn my mother-in-law to take Romeo the puppy Romeo Um, yes so she drove up to Frederick Maryland it's about two and a half hours away from here and she adopted Romeo um, and she brought him back to her house. And like I said, he's about seven months old. He already weighs about 80 pounds. It's a big dog. He's huge. That's a big dog. He's so big, but he's so sweet. He's got a very gentle nature. And I am already in love with him. And I will say, I wasn't totally on board. I feel bad saying this because I love dogs. You know how much I love dogs. I've heard of this. (laughs) I've heard of how much you love dogs. (laughs) I feel like it's canon that I love dogs. Your love of of dogs is canon at this point. I love dogs a lot. But I wasn't 
totally on board with her getting a puppy because, you know, puppies are a lot of work. Mm -hmm. And particularly a very large breed dog is a lot of work, I think. Um, But I've had to eat my words because Romeo, I just can't imagine life without him now because he's... He's Romeo. such a sweetheart. Oh, wherefore art thou, Romeo? And I'm gonna tweet out some photos of him so you can get an idea of how enormous he is. But he's also he's just so sweet, and I've been loving him. He's a stuff that I've been loving this fortnight. Recently, Amanda <laughs> was at Petco mm-hmm. with Freya and her mom, and her mom bought Freya a dog toy because dog toys <laughs> are often very good. Baby toys, they too. Are, they yeah, are. They, they totally. make noises. They're all this. But anyway, she bought her this elephant that is massive. Like, it's the si- <laughs> It's bigger than Freya. And I remember thinking to myself, like, What man, dog is this And for? I realized this elephant toy is probably for Romeo. For Romeo like, it's a yeah. massive elephant. And it yeah. sounds like Romeo is a massive dog with he's, a massive heart. He's very big. And he's going to get bigger. Because, like I said, he's only eight months old. Is this dog, is Romeo by any chance red? No. Do you see what I'm doing? I'm doing a Clifford the Big Red Dog. Joke. <laughs> I don't know if you caught that. I didn't if I have to spell it out, it's not a good joke, but I did it anyway. So, <laughs> did it anyway. Catch it. He's going to get bigger. They say that when he's full grown, he'll probably be around 120 to 140 pounds. Oh, my goodness. Which just like blows my mind because already. Like, he's so big. Like, Ooh. when I look at him, like, his head is, like, bigger than my head. And <laughs> Your mom's going to save money on gas, though. She just ride the dog everywhere. <laughs> Put a little saddle right on that dog, right? I'm up and down the street. Oh, he's such a sweetheart. I love the way we share notes, by the way. And we've mentioned this before on the cast, but Tess and I usually <laughs> share cryptic notes to each other before we record. And all she said, stuff she was loving was Romeo. I really thought you were getting back into Shakespeare. No. <laughs> I did. That's why I was at the beginning. I was like, I'm excited about this. I want to hear about the... Uh, <laughs> Little did you know. I was yeah, talk Mon- about a dog. Montague and Capulet. Uh, <laughs> next stuff that I'm loving is... Um, is I cleaned off my desk recently. Uh, I know, I know, it's so silly. But and you brought me a calendar. I brought, yeah, I brought you an 18 month Last Jedi calendar. I'm really excited about it. Was taking up too much space. Um, the Last Jedi. We mentioned it again. This is like the fifth episode. I don't think I mentioned it on the Stevo on the live cast with Stevo. So, but anyway, the um, I had to clean my desk off because. For me, in my current position, May is probably like the busiest month for me. Yeah. Just because we take May, we don't have any story times during May, so we feel like we have all this extra time that we can do extra things. (laughs) But no. And then what we end up doing is shoving May with extra stuff. So Mm -hmm. uh, just, and I know everyone's busy. Everyone has stuff on their work plate, but like I know recently I've been working on summer reading stuff. Uh, going through the stuff with the summer intern. It becomes a big planning month. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, I had a couple different uh, meetings. Uh, Lexicon, which is our library system's Comic-Con. I'm trying to plan that. So basically, a bunch of stuff happens. And and long story short, I became feeling very overwhelmed. Like, I can't have a chance to sit down to do anything, let alone do anything. And when I feel overwhelmed, I straighten up. And I clean up and I throw stuff out. And my desk, I told you this before the cast, looks like a desk in a model home. It's beautiful. I do have a picture of Freya and I do have a spider plant 
So is it like very minimalist now? It's pretty minimalist. Like wow. I, I took I took almost everything down. The only thing on my wall, remember I had everything on my wall. Yes. I had that I had that print of uh, Wonder Woman and Superman dating. I had the Star Wars print. I had like uh, like a cover from Gem and the Holograms taped up on the wall. I had this. I had a bunch of thank you notes from like different people. I took it all down, and now on my walls, all that is up is my MLS, my Masters in Library Science, and my um, big poster of Gal Gadot. And that may go because Freya has a framed poster in her room. So I already get to see Gal every day anyway. So we'll see. So, and anyway, I cleaned it out. My desk is uh, clear of items and uh, the drawers are empty. And, you know, those sh- I have shelves like next to my desk filled with stuff. All that's gone. I'm hoping to get rid of the shelves too. Um, and it felt very good. Once I started throwing stuff is out. This, is this when your boss thought maybe you were like going to leave? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> people thought I had, actually people thought I had been fired because I had a box <laughs> filled with my personal stuff, including this calendar for you and stuff I was taking home. Like remember I had all those, um, I think they're called like itty bitties or little stuffies. You can buy them at Hallmark yes. and they're like little cute versions. I, I had like one like of Wonder Superman. One of, I had a bunch of them. I got rid of all of them. Well, I didn't throw them away. I, I gave them to Freya. Freya has them now. Um, but I moved them off my desk just because I considered them a distraction. I needed I needed it to be clean. I cleaned all the dust off my desk and everything. But yeah, people thought I had been fired because I had this box <laughs> of like my personal possessions and my desk was like <laughs> completely empty. And like my supervisor, my branch manager, um, uh, Miss Mary Lee, like pulled me aside. I was like, Eric, is there something you need to tell me? You know, I was like, no, no, I'm good. She goes, You're not leaving us, are you? I was like, no, I'm not. She goes, Eric, you know. Um, but yeah, my desk. Uh, 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 is clear, but a clear desk is some people would say a clear mind, and now I can start tackling the things on my to do list. Nice. So, uh, that's a st- and it did take time. It took about a day and a half of work time, but I figure that's work related because Definitely. it's my work desk. So it did take time, but now um, at the very least, I still have those things to do on my list, but at the, on my plate. Um, but now you feel ready. I to, feel ready to tackle exactly. Them. I sit down and I go. <laughs> Even Amanda was like, whoa, you know, so <laughs> one picture of Freya instead of four or five <laughs> and my mouse pad that has Freya all over it. So, uh, that's the stuff I'm loving. Cool. Hey, Eric, do you know about the television show BattleBots? I don't think I do. You don't? It is. I was hoping BattleBots was the name of another dog. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I love BattleBots. He's the cutest dog in the whole world. No, tell me about BattleBots. I've never heard of this before. You've never heard of this. I'm kind of sad that you don't know about well, BattleBots. I don't, I don't have. But it's okay. Well, no. <laughs> Thank you. But I don't have cable. So. I and I don't. It's okay. The robot god should have told me about it. It's okay. Maybe I'll tweet out some like videos of some, do it, do some it. battle bots. Ooh, I should, by the way, I'm going to take some pictures of my desk and tweet you those should. out. Oh, I should do before and afters because yeah. I bet I have some pictures you have of my desk. before is my, messy my desk. desk before was cool, but it was just cool and like it was just, it looked like, I don't know, like a cool desk covered in stuff. And I <laughs> and had to get rid of it. Now it's a cool desk yeah. with no stuff on it. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me about battle bots. What's the deal with it? Battle bots is a television show where people make robots and then they fight okay. the robots fight the other robots and it's amazing so they make the robots they make robots and then the robots battle are they controlling the robots or yes. the robots controlling themselves no they control the robots so there's teams there's robotic teams 
of people who work really hard to create robots with special weapons and stuff like that. And then they put them in an arena and then they fight each other. Wait, wait. Does this arena have booby traps? Yes. I think I might have heard have of this show. A, I think I've seen a clip or something. Is it goes back a long time. Like is there a, a host? There, there are... Cur- is, so, is it common? <laughs> Tell me it's common. No. Oh. So currently... So this show's been going on for, I want to say, like 15 years, um, off and on TV, off and on different networks. Um, currently, it is on, you can watch it on the Discovery Channel or the Science Channel. Um, it, it's, got, it's on the Discovery Channel on Friday nights, and then on Wednesday nights, you can watch it on the Science Channel. You really channel. love this show. I love BattleBots. I am obsessed with this show. And I think the reason I like it so much is it like celebrates intellect. Like You have to be really smart to build a robot and you have to be really talented to operate a robot in in like a fighting arena and then so currently there there are two guys who do like commentary so while the robots are, they are fighting people i know i don't think so There's oh, like the, the way you said that i thought one was gonna be like um gilbert godfrey no, or something no, no. i was it's like, like please it's like a guy i think a, a sports commentator and then there's another guy who is like a UFC champion who knows a lot about fighting obviously so he's and then there's a guy his name is Farouk and he goes in and I he, already like him he's amazing and he does the um, announcing so he and he is uh, oh my god amazing with the puns like so he always does he ha- he like hypes up the audience so there's a live audience for all of the fights so everyone gets so hyped up and excited and so he does this whole like you know he do- he hypes up the robots and he's like are you ready for the robot fight this robot is coming to the stage now and so then the, they bring out the robots and the teams are all dressed up the robotics teams are all dressed up like based on like what their robot's name oh, is like if it's like samurai joe robo right. samurai they're all dressed like samurai yeah, so or like something. there's a robot named witch doctor and so like all of the i think i've seen which i think the one episode <laughs> i saw had a witch doctor really? in it maybe, maybe that sounds really familiar maybe and so like all of the um the robotics team dress up like voodoo style and stuff like that so it's really cool and and then they they fight each other and then there's like a, a team of judges and then it's sort of like a boxing match they are judging based on like how much damage the robots have done to each other and is, there are referees that are like counting if there's like a knockout is it cool it is cool so it sounds cool <laughs> so maybe it's not cool but i think no it's no no cool. it sounds cool i'm concerned i'll watch it and like i'll want these robots to fight and like one will just like fall over or you know what I mean like like it would be anticlimactic like these robots will fight and then like one just kind of spins so in a sometimes, circle sometimes like there are obviously engineering flaws like sometimes like our bodies have engineering yeah, flaws yeah that will happen yeah, like yeah, yeah. they'll get in there and one of them will knock one into the corner and then that's the end of the fight but a lot of times they're going at it like and one of them's on fire and then another and then some of them they have like robot teams like there's one on the ground and one in the air and then it's so Tess, yeah do you think have that, i sold battle bots to do you? you think these robots <laughs> do you think they feel pain no they don't feel pain the robots <laughs> no they're just no. robots okay and there's one robot that is like uh, i hate to romantic 
sexy. No, no, I hate to admit it, but it's like kind of like the most like BA robot, and it's called Tombstone. Why do we hate to admit it? I don't like it because the the guy who who is created on Tombstone? yeah the guy who created Tombstone I think is like really full of himself. But anyway, that's Brett's favorite robot. Uh, well, if Tombstone's <laughs> the best, you know, maybe that's why the guy's really full of himself. Anyways, I'm going to tweet out some robot fights for our. For our friends on Twitter, follow us at same team, y'all, if you're not following us already, yeah. so you can see some BattleBots. I realize this is kind of a Twitter-heavy episode, right? <laughs> BattleBots, my clean desk, me digging a hole, <laughs> Romeo. Romeo. And you know what I never got around to tweeting out, because it's on Amanda's phone, is... Um, Freya feeding me cheese yeah. after the marathon. Oh, yeah. yeah you I, gotta tweet that I out. know. Well, she kept me alive with that cheese. Do you cheese. know what we also, um, you never got around to doing? What else? I, d- I didn't want to call you out on it, but since we're... You can call me out. I, I often out. say I'll tweet that out, and then I forget to do you it. You were going to make a Spotify of your favorite film, Glass Songs. Oh, yeah. So, you can still do it. I will do that. Anytime. Do you think... I'm Philip Glass, if you're listening, I'm really sorry. <laughs> I, will, I will make a Spotify playlist in um in which guys if you go to spotify just search for us uh our profile will pop up it's same team y'all and right now we have two playlists right that's right the official same team y'all album and yeah. then and then there's the haters, the haters blocker, blockers mix, yeah if you need to yeah. block some haters yeah sometimes you do in yeah. fact we were talking about that before the cast sometimes you just gotta block them block them haters gonna hate and blockers gonna block and ainers gonna ain't <laughs> and lovers gonna love and huggers gonna hug and battle and bots gonna battle <laughs> bots are gonna battle um tess can you well real quick can you imagine watching battle bots and petting romeo at the same time you would just like heaven. you would start hovering above the ground <laughs> all this radiant energy shooting out of your head <laughs> tess do you have any tales from the library, library! Tales from the library, tales from the library, read some books, read some books. We also have online resources. How do you like that, right? That was pretty good. Do you know why that went so well? Why? Because I've been watching a lot of Great British Baking Challenge. Yeah. Have you ever watched that show before? Yeah, the Bake Off. Yeah, and they always do, on your mark, get set, and then they say bake at the same time. Uh, And I've been watching them, and I've been practicing at home. So, uh, what's your first tale, Miss Tess? Or your your tale? (laughs) So, my tale... (laughs) (laughs) What? What? It's kind of a sad tale. Wait, wait, wait. What's my tale? Okay, I'm looking... Do you want to do sad then optimistic yeah, slash or or optimistic then sad? No, let's do sad then optimistic. Okay, so you go first. Okay. Yeah, I'll I'll cheer us up. Okay, and it's okay to be sad. I was actually just talking to Amanda, uh, my wife, um, earlier today that it's totally okay to be okay. sad. Okay, so it was it's about a, a little boy who was sad at the library, and I tried to cheer him up by lying to him. Okay. <laughs> This is a phenomenal story. Why do I feel like this is a confession, actually? <laughs> I, I tell, tell me, please, child. Tell me the story. So, <laughs> so there was a little boy. He came up to the um, to the checkout desk. He wanted to check out some books. And he was there with his mom. And um, they were explaining to me that he didn't have his library card with him. So could I please look him up in our system and... and 
and find his card that way. So I look him up in our system and I see, oh, you actually have two library cards, which this is something that can happen now because we have, um, in, at our library, we have, you can have your library card. Yep. And then if you're a kid, you could also have something called a kid's card, which is a special card that only kids can get. That's like a fine free card that you can just check out books on. So kids sometimes have two library cards in our system. And that's yeah. a thing that happens. It's two different types of cards. Yeah. And I said, oh, you know what? You've got two cards in our system and they're at two different addresses. And he said... Yeah, I've got one card with my mom and one card with my mm. dad. My mm -hmm. parents are divorced. And he looked so sad to tell me How that. How old was he? He was like eight years old. And I said, my parents are divorced too. Okay. But my parents are not divorced. Wait, you didn't say that last part. No, no. I didn't. I'm just <laughs> well, telling you and the listeners. Do you want me, real quick, I don't think you did anything wrong. I think you're okay. Continue with your story. I'm going to jump in later. I, I don't think you did anything wrong. Okay, so he said it and he looked so sad. And so I just came, it just came falling out of my mouth, Eric, this lie. I said, you know what? My parents are divorced too. And you know what? He kind of cheered up. He said, really? And I said, yeah, that's a, that's a thing that happens to a lot of people. It's, yeah. it's okay. And I noticed that his mom, I, I'm not judging we their are, family. We are in the it's zone of no judging. The no judgment, judgment freeze. zone. zone. The judgment, no judging and zone. I felt like his mom was not being really supportive because she was like, well, I can't believe that your father would get you a library card. It doesn't seem like him at all. It was probably his mother that got you the card. And I felt like the little guy was getting kind of like, okay, mom. Like, yeah. Mom, yeah. I hear you say a lot of bad stuff about dad all the time. And right? so I yeah. was just kind of trying to speed up the transaction. I said, well, you know what? We'll just go ahead and check out these cards yeah. on, on the card that you have at your mom's house. Let's go ahead and do that for you. And we'll go ahead and, and hear your books and let's go and he was like okay thank you and they left and afterwards I felt kind of bad because I you lied to him because I am like I I value honesty I'm yeah. a, I'm a person who values honesty very highly and I was like oh, why did I do that I just lied to that yeah. kid but now I came home and I had to like admit my lie to my to my husband yeah. and my husband very sweetly said well you know we were married when my parents got divorced. Brett's parents yeah. got divorced. We were married. And he's like, so really, you did go through a, a parental divorce. And that was, I, it was kind of a rough divorce. It was, yeah. it was prolonged over many years. There were a lot of bitter feelings. I still have bitter feelings about that divorce, if I'm being honest. I'm not a perfect person. <laughs> no one's perfect. <laughs> so it was This is a confession. This is exciting. <laughs> like a 100% lie because I have had that life experience but I will say I've, I've, I've still been thinking about it all this fortnight and that's why it's my tale from the library well okay <laughs> let's let's break this down right okay, let's one that let's break 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 it down the at the the him getting books and all that that went fine right yeah he got his items he, he was fine right yeah I don't think so nor I value honestly too honesty as well and I um, I would probably if I was in your same shoes and I lied to a child later feel guilty about it I don't even like to lie about 
if a man is listening, should be like, yeah, he tears himself up about the dumbest thing. I'm yeah. Hard on myself. But having said this, why did you lie? Ask yourself this. I just wanted to make you him feel better. You want him to feel better. Exactly. I didn't want him to feel like he was alone yeah. in that situation. And to me, that falls under, it, it is not true, but I mean, you've experienced it before. And you're saying it just to make him feel better. He's yeah. little. When my parents divorced, I was like in high school. And so my parents are divorced. But... It was something we all wanted because they were not happy together, you know? Mm -hmm. And um, it doesn't come up at the library very often, but I have had some parents... Sometimes it does come up because the first thing when you said he had two cards, first thing I thought was divorce, Mm -hmm. not the one card and then the kid's card. Because it happens sometimes if you've got two parents watching the same kid, they don't know if the kid's got a card already. Uh It happens. And I've told them before, like sometimes the kid's like, oh, my, my parents are divorced. Or if it comes up, I go, my parents are divorced too. And sometimes I'm like, and now they're happier. You know, they weren't happy together. Right. You, know? um, you shouldn't feel bad, though. Yeah. The kid, and the kid, he's young, so I don't know how I would have reacted to my parents divorcing when I was that little. Maybe differently. But when I was in high school, I think I could speak for my sister, too. We were both happy when That's they true. split up. Sometimes you know? the divorce is a good thing. It was very much a good sometimes thing. Sometimes it's a sad thing. And this kiddo did seem kind of sad about it. Yeah. Um, so I just wanted to make him feel a little better. I think I made him feel a little better. Yeah. Because <laughs> well, he saw, like, a grown-up said it, and well, I think that He's not him... the... He probably feels like he's the only one in the world. Yeah. Right? You know? So... <laughs> now tell me your optimistic story. Well, it's not that optimistic. It's just not... Oh, no. I don't think yours is a downer. I think yours is a really good tale from the library, oh, actually. Good. Yeah, it involves a, a conversation with a child, and, you know, it's real talk, right? Yeah. yeah it's a real talk. <laughs> uh, my... Since we just... Our last episode was at the Anne Arundel... Um, Library Comic Con lately, and I mentioned this earlier, a month of May, I've been planning our Comic Con, uh, the St. Mary's County, uh, St. Mary's County Library Systems Comic Con, which is called Lexicon. Uh, It's going to be on September 15th, and uh, the reason I am very excited about this is because, um, so I am kind of like the main, what's the word? Um, Coordinator? Coordinator, I guess is what you would call me. Uh, we've done it for two years, and this will be our third year doing it. And there's a few things I'm doing differently this year, and I've got some ideas for the future. And they all come down to the fact that in the past, I think it was mostly I was doing it, and I had like my cool friends helping me with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, which is fine. There's a couple downsides to that, though, is that both times our our comic cons went off great, and I think everyone enjoyed it, and they were successful programs. But by doing things the way I did it before, I think I put a lot of um, um, pressure and a lot of the job was on me, right? Yeah. And then also, I feel that by me contacting like people I thought would be interested, I'm excluding a lot of people in the library that may want to do it and yes. kind of creating this culture of we were talking about this earlier about another staff member that wasn't really talking to a lot of people uh, about this uh, this culture of like, well, it's me. It's oh, Lexicon's a thing Eric does with his friends, not uh-huh. necessarily everyone oh, else. Kind of like a clickish. Thank you. So this year I changed a few things. <clears throat> La- the past two years I would email staff members, other librarians that I thought would be interested and then they would join my comic crew is what I would call them. Mm-hmm. Um, this year what I did is I contacted the branch managers and I asked them, can you send me or could you find two people on your staff that may be interested, doesn't matter who they are, and ask them to be a part of our planning team. So that's one thing I did. So that way it wasn't necessarily me picking people 
Um, and that way more people can be involved so there can be more buy-in across the county. So I'm, this probably isn't a super exciting conversation. It involves I think a, it's exciting. Yeah, I, yeah, okay. This involves a lot of like the managing side of being a librarian because I am an assistant <laughs> branch like manager. I feel like if there are any librarians yeah. listening, they're probably like taking notes. The, yeah, well, anyway, that's, what I, that's one thing I did differently. Um, and then another thing that we're going to do differently is, so at our library system, we have like teams. We have like the emerging technology team. So there's people on that team from different branches in our system and they, they meet to discuss uh, what we should spend money on and what should you do about technology. So uh, laptops, we've got a makerspace in the new library. What should we fill that with? Stuff like that. We have like a, a programming team, you know. Um, social media team. Social media team, all about our social media. We've got a team about just the first meeting, which you may be on this team, the diversity and inclusion team. I am not on that You're team. You're not on that team. That no. felt like a test team to me. <laughs> I don't know who's on it. I know I asked to be on it just because I'm hoping to. I'm on a lot of teams already, so I think. <laughs> so I'm on the emerging technology team. I'm also on three sub teams of that team, but that's another thing altogether. But anyway, um, I'm, I'm going to ask for Lexicon to turn into an official team as well. Oh, cool. And the reason for that is, once again, right Maybe now... Maybe it'll like, change every year? Yeah, that's the yeah. plan, is that, uh, to me, to have a, a team that is like... It makes it like, legit. It makes it legit. It's officially a, a, a thing that will stay, like, it, it's on our policy, right? And then also, when we have like these teams for the library, the members rotate out, right? Uh, I'm on, I was on the social media team where I helped with Facebook. I'm not anymore. That kind of thing. Yeah. So the idea with this Lexicon team, um, people will rotate in and out. I'm pretty sure there should be someone who's still the coordinator, like the person. Doesn't have to be me. Um, but the idea is that new ideas will come in, uh, new people will rotate in, and that way I think two good things will come in. Uh, Lexicon will stay fresh because there'll always be new people working on it. Um, and then two is that hopefully we'll have more. Not that we haven't had staff buy-in. I think a lot of people have been really excited about Lexicon, but I think people can have more ownership knowing that they've more people have worked on it. You yeah. know, um, and so those are things I'm very excited about. We haven't made it an official team yet, um, but I'm really hoping this year alone by meeting with people that were sent to me by branch managers as opposed to me picking them, we've already uh, the, people were already bringing ideas to the table that I would never have thought of because I can only think of what I can think of. And when I go to Comic-Cons, I like to go to panels. I don't go to workshops. And someone said, what about workshops? And I go, I, I would have been blind to that. It wouldn't have even occurred to me. And I said, that's ingenious, you know? So we're trying a few couple things differently that I hope work out. But at the very end, I'm very excited. This is a management heavy tale. I'm very excited about <laughs> this, this administrative decision <laughs> taking Lexicon forward. But if anyone does live in the Southern Maryland area, uh, Lexicon will be held at the Lexington Park Branch Library in St. Mary's County on September 15th, uh, 12 o'clock to 4 o'clock. We hope to see you there. So Cool. Yeah. Hey, Eric, I heard a rumor that you may have a You know what I think of every time I go, I think of. Uh, Do you think of Andy I think shooting of, his gun? I think of Andy from Twin Peaks shooting his gun, and then when I think of Andy from Twin Peaks, I always think I'm a whole damn town. <laughs> uh, guys, if you don't know what we're talking about, check out our other podcast, Same Peaks, y'all. It's uh, just us talking about Twin Peaks. Yeah, yeah, it's a good, great uh, podcast. I, I'm gonna keep it short. I got two quick Freya watches, and a Freya watch is the segment where I like to talk about my daughter Freya because if I didn't have a special segment for that, I would always talk about her in the stuff that we love. Uh, two things. 
Uh, she visited the audiologist recently. Okay. So, and I wanted to bring you s- these two charts to show you, but I left them at home, so I will tweet them out. Okay. Possibly. <laughs> <laughs> I need to just make a list of things to tweet and just yeah. do it like rapid fire. Yeah. Um, I have one chart that shows Freya's hearing uh, without hearing aids. Okay. And we've talked about this before. Usually yes. when people find out that my daughter is hard of hearing, uh, they go, well, how much can she hear? Which is a legitimate question. Uh, she can hear, there's a thing called the speech bubble, which is, or a speech banana, which is like this kind of loop, this kind of swoop of all the noises that we make that cons- that make up speech. And there's high frequencies and low frequencies. She can hear about half of that, but a lot of the stuff up high, the like the th- 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 and the and stuff like that, she can't hear very well or can't hear at all. But we just recently did a test um, to see how well she can hear with hearing aids. So my daughter is 15 going on 16 months old and she's been hearing wearing hearing aids since she was three months old. And now we know finally how much can she hear with hearing aids. And the answer is very nice. With hearing aids, it's a straight line across the top of this chart that I'll, I'll tweet out. Uh, but it's a line that the very top of that speech banana is under, meaning everything under that line is stuff that she can properly hear. The stuff above that line, stuff that she can't hear, even while wearing hearing aids, because a lot of people often think, well, if you wear hearing aids, you can hear everything, right? That's not, not necessarily, necessarily not necessarily true. All kinds of everyone has a different type of hearing loss, almost like a um, like a fingerprint. Everyone has something unique, and even with hearing aids, uh, there will be some things Freya can't hear unless she's right up on it, like. Uh, uh, rustling of leaves, birds tweeting far away, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But everything under that line she can hear. Um, so everything comprising of speech is under that line. So in theory, all this leads to say is that we are very positive about her speech development in the future because you got to be able to hear speech to learn how to speak yourself. So That's cool. Phenomenal news. Um, I, I lied. I said I... Wait, was that one tail? That was oh, well, that, that was one. That was one watch, right? Oh, good. Okay, so I, I didn't lie. Second watch. Remember, I mentioned her signing. This girl's a signing machine, Tess. <laughs> signing machine. I'm gonna tweet. So I, you gotta hold me to this. I'm gonna tweet out a video of her of her doing some signs, and I'm gonna tweet out a video of her of locating animals like these stuffed animals that we've hit around the house or around the room and we go can you find me the bear and she grabs the bear and she does it but she's been signing i'm just gonna throw off some words some real quick uh uh she's been signing a book more milk bear lion horse frog uh a lot more we met with our infants and toddlers groups with infants and toddlers is a group that meets with parents of children with disabilities to help them make sure they have what they need and we had to list like the number of signs that she knew and we were upwards of like 30 something which is really good and this is stuff she's signing back not necessarily what she can understand which in theory would be even more, even more that. it's amazing and and the thing we're very encouraged about too is that she makes she vocalizes when she signs so like if she does more which that's what i'm signing right now she'll go like muh, 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 like that or bear she go bah. <laughs> bah. or uh um what's another one she's very uh, animated she did, yeah she go or oh well now also she makes animal noises and her new favorite one is monkey so this is monkey right like uh-huh, do, yeah. she, she'll go like this she go oh 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 
get. Uh, she uh, is uh, truly uh, your daughter. Uh, uh, I know. She got excited in our library. You know how we have those kites? She when saw are them. you going to show her Planet of the Apes? <laughs> <She's>, <laughs> the whole time. Ar, 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 ar. Well, the, Caesar would be mad because those are apes, not monkeys. Oh. <sighs> what guess. did she see in your library? You said she saw Oh, she saw. Like so you know how we have those kites up in the Leonardtown oh, library? Okay. So we have these kites up above the children's section that make it look real bright and pretty. And there's one with a monkey on it. She got very excited. Oh. And she was like, oh, oh, oh. And I was like, what is she doing? <laughs> and for the listener, I'm kind of like the sign for monkeys. You're kind of like miming a monkey, like kind of scratching your sides and under your armpit. And she was kind of doing it like, oh, oh. And I was like, what is she doing? And uh, <laughs> like, I realized. Why is my daughter randomly talking about monkeys right And now? she's like picking stuff up fast. I know everyone says like their kids are really smart and all that. But like my mom has a tote of Freya's face on it. Like Freya's face is on this tote bag. And Freya saw it, and I don't think she realized that was her because it was oh. when she was really young. And she crawled up to it, and she was doing. And I know none she did of these. Sign for baby. She did, yeah. The sign for baby looks like you're kind of like rocking a baby in your arms, and she was going, bah, 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 bah. she was like super excited about this baby. She was going, bah, 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 bah. and um, but then she also signed cracker. And then she signed. And then she signed lion. This is lion. And then like crawled away. So who knows? But um, anyway, all that to say is that holy smokes, right? It's it's amazing. It's like a, a like a switch was hit. Yeah. And I mean, I guess she understood it all along, but now she's just like really, you know. And all the every once in a while we'll ask her something like, "Where's the okay?" She likes to drink V8. She loves V8. She does. She we put we get her those little cans of V8 and we put a straw in it. She drinks it. And so this is so V number eight, uh-huh. V8, V8. And I'll do that. I'll be like, "Where?" So I'm signing now. Where V8? And I'm just signing, not saying it. And she'll point. She'll know that's the V8 because I sign it every time I feed it to her. But uh, Freya, right? It's crazy. And who knows? We may still need... We don't know the future. We may still need to work with a speech therapist, which is perfectly fine. But it's very encouraging to know that she can at least... She's in the game. She can hear the noises. She's in the game. um, I just read a book uh, recently that featured a character who had behind-the-ear hearing aids. Yeah. And she could hear people speak, but she had trouble um, if she wasn't looking at them. Mm -hmm. Um. So That's I the thing that, that can happen, yeah, too. Yeah, I found that very interesting. Well, Freya's very... Uh, you, I didn't know. It's funny, the things you learn when you, you realize your child's hard of hearing. You learn everything you need to. And um, if you are deaf or hard of hearing, you are typically... This is what they say, is that you're naturally more observant than anyone else that can have full mm-hmm. hearing. Because you're, you're relying on that more. And Freya is a very observant young girl. Like she, you can see her looking around, and often when someone is speaking, she she's is probably looking she, for those cues. She is, yeah, yeah, she's looking at them. And really, uh, when we go up to Maryland School for the Deaf, and sometimes we're in a whole classroom environment where um, it's voices off, everyone's signing. Sign language does not work if you are not looking at the person you're talking to, and she's always doing that. So um, it it is. But anyway, even even though she can. Here, as far as the testing shows, every all the elements of speech we're still hoping to continue spe- teaching her sign because that's a nice second language she can know. And we've said this before, like one day she may uh, uh, relate more with the deaf community than she does the hearing community, you know. And to communicate, you need sign language. So to yeah. be able to do it. Or I, sh- I should say, actually, I should say um, American Sign Language. I, I'm taking a, a six-week course about like European No, no, I'm not. Well, there is, so, and people often ask, so there is American Sign Language, and then there is also, like, um, 
uh, Japanese sign language and Mm -hmm. British sign language, just like any other language. And I'm taking a six-week course about, like, uh, using sign language in in story time. Like, it was offered through our library. Oh, cool. And I'm taking that now. And and one of the first things they said is you should always call the language by what it is. So ASL. ASL, American Sign Language, because saying that today we're going to learn sign language would be the same as saying today we're learning spoken language mm-hmm. as opposed gotcha. to English or whatever. Today and we're learning language. Thank you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. sign language, because there's all kinds of, all sign languages is talking with your hands. There's all kinds of different sign mm-hmm. language. And apparently it's a bit of like a, it could be um, offensive. like offensive yeah. to just say all sign language is the same. So uh, I caught myself with that. And this has been... watch. I'm a whole damn town. <laughs> I was listening to that episode because it just came out recently, a, a date of recording, and it's so great was when it Andy. Good? I'm a whole. I'm a whole damn town. Uh, I love listening to our to our Twin Peaks podcast. I do too. Uh, you know, there are a lot of Twin Peaks podcasts. I think ours is the best. And I'm, do probably, really, do, I'm probably biased, but I think that we're really entertaining. Do you listen to a lot of the other Twin I Peaks do. podcasts? <laughs> I, I believe that, actually. I um, Our podcast, Same Peaks Y'all, is the only Twin Peaks podcast I listen to. But I think it's pretty good. <laughs> Tess, you have the look of a woman who has learned a life lesson. <laughs> Indeed, I have. Did you learn a life lesson this week? I did! That's great! Let's talk about it. Okay. (laughs) Uh, So I teased this uh, during our pre-show banter um, that I had surgery on um, Tuesday. Are you like, have you seen this, Bruce? I looked at that, yeah. I I figured that's what it was, (laughs) but... um, so I have a bruise on my arm because I had a minor surgical operation on my arm. Stick with me, kids. Listen to this whole story, okay? I had a minor surgical Kiddos. operation on my arm. A doctor inserted a rod into my arm as part of an experimental treatment for my migraines. And the rod pushes out a chemical into my bloodstream, okay? The rod in my arm puts a chemical into my bloodstream that will hopefully trick my ovaries. Which, by the way, first time we've said the word ovaries on the podcast. Now, I just want to say if we have any male listeners who are... Maybe a little weirded out by the word ovaries. Is that a thing? Do people that is that is a thing that some I I was telling a male coworker because I I came to work after having this surgical operation the next day and I had a great big bandage and over my arm and a lot of people asked what is the bandage yeah what's the deal you've been cage fighting again I said it's a long story do you want to hear it. And then they would say, yeah, I've got a few minutes. Why don't you tell me? And so I would start telling the story. When I got to the ovaries, our, one of my coworkers, John, was like, I'm out. 
And I was like, oh, why? Because I said ovaries. Ovaries are just part of my body. John, I would say in, in John's defense, because I think we both really like John, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think he's he's a younger man. Oh, no, no, no. This is a different John. Wait, who's the other John? So we have a John that works at the Charlotte Hall Library who's actually 73 years old. Oh, yeah. He's not a younger man. No. I'm sure he's a, a wonderful man. Who is this John? Oh, I do know this John. He's a very devoted volunteer who works oh. at the library. Oh, okay. He's a, he's a Vietnam veteran. He's a wonderful man, um, but he doesn't like to talk about women's issues and women's health. Okay. Um, and <laughs> Well, I think he was mostly weirded out because I said, oh, um, it's a treatment for my migraines. And he was like, it's in your arm. And I said, I understand. Oh, no, the doctor made a mistake. And I said, I understand what, sh- what you mean. And I said, do you want me to explain it to you? And he said, yes. And I said, okay. So it's a rod that's putting a chemical into my bloodstream that will hopefully trick my ovaries. And he was like, stop right there. The rod in your arm is sending a chemical to your ovaries, and this is somehow treating your migraines. It's amazing. And I was like, yes, all right. So the rest of the story okay. is it's hopefully tricking, it will hopefully trick my ovaries into thinking they're making eggs. They'll stop making eggs because they're thinking they're making eggs. And this will shut down my menstrual cycle Mm -hmm. male listeners it's okay it's just part of it's it's part of the body once once we finish with you explaining i have i have stuff to say about the menstrual cycle (laughs) i do i do this is this is a topic i think we can discuss it'll shut down my menstrual cycle why is this what does this have to do with migraines I happen to have my neurologist. He compares a migraine to a gun. It doesn't cause you pain unless something pulls the trigger. Okay. Now, different things can trigger your migraines. Uh, different foods, drops in barometric pressure, hormones can trigger migraines. That triggers migraines in me. I have more and more severe migraines around my menstrual cycle. And so if we were hoping... My, my neurologist consulted with my gynecologist and they came up with this idea, this experiment. If we shut down my menstrual cycle, perhaps I won't experience a hormonal spike during my menstrual cycle. And then perhaps I won't experience the very severe migraines sure. that, I, that accompany the menstrual cycle. So to recap, I have a yeah, rod in my you. arm. Mm-hmm. That affects my ovaries that will hopefully treat my migraines. We live in a golden This age. is phenomenal. We uh, What you just described was essentially like Stark technology. Yeah. Right? Now, this might not work. Like I said, this is, ex- this is an experimental treatment. They told me, why don't you keep this rod in your arm for four or five months? We'll see if it helps. If it doesn't help, we can take it out and try something else. Um, if it does help, I can keep this rod in my arm for three, three years and then they can replace it with another rod. Um, but really, yeah, I mean, that's just amazing. Modern medical technology. Like this is the world we live in right now. I just, that was my life lesson. Like I can't take a moment to think about it. Like I can't believe that I... I, I, the fact that I went in and had surgery and then like walked out of the hospital with a rod in my arm, like, 
Well, it's amazing because we often talk about we're in a golden age because of like... Entertainment. (laughs) We have a bunch of Marvel movies, right? (laughs) But I mean, really, like, I know I was kind of astounded by just technology, like when Amanda was pregnant. Yeah. And like just the level of things they can tell you about this this person. This tiny person. Yeah, like what's going on? And we had... uh, um, a kind of issues with we were concerned about uh, um, Amanda's high blood pressure and and to be honest now that Freya is born like it doesn't seem that scary anymore but there was we were constantly monitoring Freya and stuff like that but it was amazing like the amount of attention and technology that was being used to watch this 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 person in sight of another person right whoa whoa you know, whoa now having by the way phenomenal life lesson I love it. Let's take a moment and talk about ovaries and menstrual cycles, right? <laughs> like, I got, I get it. We can it. take a moment if you uh, want. Let's take a moment. Yeah, if that's okay. And, and the only reason is, is so Amanda, um, she's told me the story before that when she was a, a young woman watching TV with her dad, whenever a commercial came on for uh, <laughs> tampons or pads or anything involving <laughs> menstrual cycles, he would immediately change the channel. Oh, right? it made him uncomfortable. It made him uncomfortable. So I, I do understand that this topic for some people can be uncomfortable, but... At the end of the day, it's just what the body does, it's right? It's part of the it's body. It's just what the body does. I guarantee you, I'm I'm not a woman, but I guarantee just what you do, what what your body does, everyone's body does different things, and right? And I will say, this is not a pleasant part of my body. Yeah. Like I'm I I will say, I uh, I really another life lesson that I've learned through this um, like process is I'm very comfortable, I guess, with my cisgender identity. I've never, like, thought about what it would be like to be a man mm. until, like, I've been going through this, um, this, like, problem with these migraines that are associated with my hormones. And I've thought, you know, if I was a dude, I wouldn't have to worry about that. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. It is what it is. Yeah. Well, it's, it's interesting. A man and I have the type of relationship where... <laughs> Like, I, like I know, like it, her period isn't a mystery, right? You know what I mean. So it's, well, you it's, guys are married. We're married, but I, I don't know what everyone else's relationship is like. You yeah, know? I guess like, that's Some true. people like, you know. I feel and, like maybe when you're married, there's a little less mystery, but I, feel I don't like know. That. Yeah. Perhaps there are some marriages where they keep a lot of mystery. Yeah, where it and comes, it's, it's where just, it comes to it's that. just what your body does. And if any guy, if any of our male listeners are, are, are upset or disturbed right now it's okay guys it's just what the body does it's okay it's okay why don't this is a life lesson for you too why don't you think about what it's like for us ladies yeah i know (laughs) let's think about that sometimes and by that i mean every four weeks of our life thanks (laughs) Amanda, uh, not after Frey was born, and we were like, we're pretty sure we're definitely not having any other kids just because we're so fulfilled with one child. And my life is so fulfilled with one child. Um, she changed her birth control to like the kind of implant in her arm. Okay. Which is maybe... I Probably very similar. Probably very similar. Very when similar I described it to Amanda, right, yeah. I was like, that sounds pretty similar to what she has. Yes. And it's it's more accurate than when she was taking the pill, mm-hmm. but it, it made her period more like not regular anymore Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and that she said was annoying Mm -hmm. you know to Mm -hmm. say the least and it's like something i'll never experience but when she describes to me i was like oh my god you know so man let's high five over this (laughs) are you ready have a positivity positivity party
passivity party. <laughs> period party. Man, if I got if I had to, if I got to have a party every time, maybe I'd feel a little better. Are we about on it. to something? I maybe we are on to something. The period party. We need. To so what do you do at the period party? I don't. Someone rubs your feet. Cake. Cake. Do you um, like getting your feet rubbed? Yeah. Yeah, I bet Brett's got real strong hands. I don't know if any of us will be able to get but you get cake, you get your feet rubbed, and um I don't know, you get to watch your favorite show or something. Battlebots. That's <laughs> And Romeo's there. Romeo's, Romeo's there. Romeo gets to visit every lady oh. in the world. Oh my goodness. Okay guys, this is the positivity party. Welcome! <laughs> it's how we like to end each and every one of our episodes, uh, by thinking about stuff that we're grateful for and thinking about stuff that we love about ourselves. What's something you're grateful for, Miss Tess? <laughs> I just found out that you can get out of group texts. <laughs> um, congratulations. Yeah, if you're ever in a group text and you don't want to be in it, you can leave it. Or you can at least, if you don't want to leave it, like you still want to have access to it, you can at least hide the alerts. If you've ever been in a group text with like a bunch of people and they're talking about something you're not really interested in, and, um, uh, or you just feel like I don't need to know everything that's going on in this conversation, I, I just found out that you're allowed to leave the group text, or you can at least hide the notifications, and I'm really grateful for that I technology. Need to let I need to check with you and let Amanda know because sometimes like her, and I don't think she listens, but if she does listen. Hello, Amanda's mom. You're real great. Thanks for being a great grandma to uh, Freya. But Amanda's mom sends group texts sometimes for family type things yeah, yeah. that Amanda's not really involved with, but she's family. Yes. And I know it blows up Amanda's phone. So yes. very cool. Yeah, I'll show Amanda how to get That's out a good of them. thing you're grateful for. Uh, <laughs> what are you th- grateful for? I'm grateful for that I have really good friends. You know, I think time. It's hard to find time to meet with friends, and it's easy to have an idea. Like, I used to get a little, um, I guess a little depressed when I would see commercials with friends hanging out. And I'd be like, I don't ever do that. Like, what those friends are doing. Uh-huh. Or there used to be some commercials for, like, PlayStation with, like, two best bros of all time playing these video <laughs> games together. I was like, I don't really have that either. But if that's, like, your idea of, like, what friendship is, then you'll probably be disappointed. But the idea is, like... M- the friendship I have is unique to me, just like the friendship other people have is unique to them. So I'm just very happy that I have the friendship that I do. And I, this is so dumb, but when we, we talked about this earlier, when you mentioned maybe switching birth control for your migraines, I was so happy because normally, like you said, that's normally a thing that you wouldn't talk about with your <laughs> with your male friends. And I was just like so honored. I was like, because you're right. I'm a husband. I know about birth control. I know about <laughs> menstrual cycles. It's okay. It's no big deal. You know, nothing to be embarrassed about guys or gals um and guys <laughs> i'm all thrown up uh take a moment and think about something that you are grateful for listeners maybe you are grateful for your menstrual cycle i don't want to judge i don't know that's is. true you know i remember reading the diary of anne frank and she was grateful for her well, she, that's cycle. actually really cute yeah the um remember this is a lot this is a deep dive for if we have any long time same team y'all listeners but do you remember <laughs> one of the things i was loving was um everybody yoga by yes! jessamine she is i think she's like in a, some kotex commercials now <laughs> oh, where is she's, she really? she, she, i think she is, is she doing yoga she's doing yoga and she says stuff like I'm proud of my period oh, or my she, period makes me a woman and, and that makes me stronger. Famous? 
now. She's, yeah, she's kind of a really big deal. Big enough that she doesn't tweet back at me. But anyway, no, that's perfectly fine. We love you, Jessamine, <laughs> if you're listening. But anyway, she's proud of her period is what I'm saying. So, um... Hey, Eric, what's yes. something you like about yourself? Something that I like about myself? So much period talk today that I don't get embarrassed by this kind of stuff, oh, you okay. know? I mean, I don't think that's something most people can say. Yeah. Like, I'm pretty sure Amanda's father, if he's in this room, would just literally die. Like, his whole body, oh, no. his heart would explode, oh, no. and he would crumple into into a pile of dust. Um, when Freya was very little, and he, he would come by to visit Freya, and he'd be like, where's Freya? And I'd be like, oh, um, Amanda's breastfeeding her right now. His face, <laughs> just oh. like, or where's Amanda? Right, we're with Frank. She's where's Amanda? Oh, she's in the room pumping. That's another thing. Uh, you know, that's what you got to do when you have a you baby. Breasts. He was. Yeah. Oh. He's gotten better recently, and he's once again. I don't think he's listening, but um, uh, uh, if you are listening, Amanda's dad or Grandpa Coot, as we call you, I don't think he likes that name, but we're oh. gonna try to make it stick. Um, you are an amazing grandfather to Freya, but um, I'm just saying, thing I love about myself that doesn't bother me. Everyone, everyone's body does things. That's a cute nickname, Uncle Coot. <laughs> So the long story short, he suggested we call Freya Coot when we were coming up with names that we should call her Coot, and then Amanda said we're gonna call you Coot. So she's just been calling him Coot forever, in the hopes that it will just become canon in Freya's life. That she and every time she does it, she got him a, a magnet for his fridge recently with pictures of Freya all over, it, and it says Grandpa Coot on it. So like now we're just gonna make it into Freya's like canon of our family. I so. love Amanda so much. <laughs> Amanda's the best. Um, something I like about myself, I'm pretty resilient. Um, Excellent. I think sometimes, like, things that bother people, I, like, try not to let them bother me. We've been having a lot of rain recently. And I was out walking um, with Brett in the rain, and we were um, under an umbrella, and the umbrella was not covering me. I was getting soaked by the rain, and I was thinking, you know, I could get upset about the fact that I'm really wet. And I was like, but I know that it's not permanent. I know that I'll get in the house and I'll be able to take my shirt off and change into a dry shirt, and it's totally fine. It's not a big deal. And I like didn't let it bother me, and I do that a lot. I notice that a lot of times, like things that I think a lot of people do get upset about, I just choose not to get upset about. Because I think, like, is this permanent? No, it's not permanent. No, yeah. Like, or could I do something about it? I'll just do something about it. When you think about it, nothing is permanent, right? Nothing is forever. So, like, if that moment was uncomfortable, it's going to end, Well, right? sometimes you know? I have a fear that things are permanent. Like, when I'm in really bad pain from yeah. my migraines, I'll be like, oh, my God, am I going to feel like this forever? Yeah. But <laughs> but I didn't. I was aware as I was walking in the rain that that was not going to be permanent. That you wouldn't stay wet forever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good thing that you love about yourself. So, if um, you're listening to this right now, I want you to take a moment and say something that you like about yourself. Alright, you, I really like that you like that about yourself. That was great. Uh, Guys, you've been listening to Same Team Y'all. My name's Eric. And my name is Taz. And this has been episode number... 30. 30. Phenomenal. Give me a high five. You did it. Woo! I know how to count. Thank you so much for joining us. How crazy is this? 30. It feels like 
I feel like just like the other day we were like old enough to drink. Remember? <laughs> I know. Remember that whole thing? I know. Where you almost died. Yeah, that whole thing. I yeah, almost died, I, right? We'll never Talk about resiliency. <laughs> I didn't. Um, thank you so much for joining us. You could literally do anything else with your time and you decided to listen to us. Thank you. Yeah, and if you want to hear what we think of Infinity War... Yes. Keep listening. If you don't want to know what we think of Infinity War, stop right now. Yeah, we're going to do a little our own post-credits Infinity War talk where we will say things about the movie, including things that happened in the movie, to what characters they happened to. <laughs> <laughs> and how we felt about it. If you would like to contact us, tell us stuff that you love, tell us from the library, any life lessons you've learned along the way, you can email us at sameteamyall at Wait, whoops. You can email us at, yeah, same team y'all at gmail.com. They were two different ats. One was AT and one was the at symbol. And uh, guys, I'm going to be tweeting some stuff out apparently. I've got a long shopping list. And what would that Twitter handle be? Ms. At Best? same team y'all. You got it, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Remember, be the change you see in this world. Be the change you want to see in this world. Be all the changes. Guys, be all the changes. See you in one fortnight. Bye. Oh, that's right. Bye. Bye bye. Once I was in baby story time and like we were doing goats or animals and you know how you make the and my goat was like meh meh and the mom was one mom was like that's a creepy goat and I'm like meh 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 bye what are you watching in there is it battle bots it's battle bots don't watch it without me I'm just saying someone gets decapitated <gasps> are you recording it no, you better be recording it. Of
Okay. Now are you ready to talk about Infinity War? No, we talked about it a little. So we guys, we were in the theater together. We were. You were on one end of the theater, and I was on the other. We end of the didn't theater. plan to go to this movie together. It just but happened. Me and our friend Amy yeah. bought tickets, and then I was like, "Hey, if you want to go see this movie with us, this is the day that we're going." And you were like, Psh, "I'm already going to that movie on the same day in the same theater." Have you have you seen it a second time or just the I one haven't, time? Just the one time. Okay. I was uh, I saw it a second time, so I saw it one more time. So I'm surprised that you put yourself through that again. You know what? <laughs> but I feel you weren't as emotionally so he, um, wrought by that movie this as, is what as hap- I was. This is what happened. So there's a, there's I'm surprised by it because you're pretty, you're usually a pretty emotional guy. I'm a pretty emotional guy. So, Hashtag grown man crying was created for you. But not during that movie. The first time. So wow. I think the first time I was just kind of like I was like absorbing it all. Oh, did like, you cry the second time? A little bit. Okay. A little bit. So I'll tell you right now for not to always bring up Batman vs. Superman in every episode, <laughs> but Spoiler alert, if you haven't seen Batman vs. Superman, it might be because you don't want to see it, which is fine. I always cry when Superman dies at the end. I always do. Tears down my face because he died to save us. And no one cares. <laughs> but, <laughs> he, um, but during this movie, the first time, I was just like in shock. Like, what's going on? Because from now on, guys, we're assuming you've watched the movie, right? Yes. But then the second time, I was able to kind of like absorb it a little if bit If you haven't more, watched right? the movie, FYI, we warned you. We're going to be... Multiple s- times. Spoiling... The H out of this movie. So, so I guess so. We'll just we'll just jump in. Uh, Everyone that the thing is, everyone that like turned the dust at the end. Disintegration. They're gonna come back, right? I'm assuming they're gonna walk back. Although I was very intrigued by your idea. So right after we saw the movie, I said to you. Eric, they've got to walk it back, right? Like, they're going to bring all our friends mm-hmm. back. And then you said, no. You said, no, they're just going to own it. This oh, is the world man. now. And then I thought I thought about it after you said it. And I was like, I guess they could do that. I guess you could make a Guardians movie where it's just Rocket and a brand new team. And I guess you could make a Spider-Man movie where it's Miles Morales instead of Peter Parker. And I guess you could make a Black Panther movie where Shuri wears the suit. And I guess you can make a Falcon movie. Oh, well, actually, you can never no, you make a Falcon can't. movie. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, Sam. Um, <laughs> that one was sad. You know, we're talking, just, about, <laughs> that, we're talking about the disintegrations mm. and, like, which ones were sad. I felt like that one was really sad because nobody saw it. No one knew. No one, like, well, Rhodey was looking for him, yeah, and but then no, he died. But no one, like... Like, a lot of the disintegrations, people, like, saw their friend go. Like, you know, like, Cap saw Bucky disintegrate, which is really sad. Rocket saw Groot disintegrate, which is really sad. But, like, it's almost sadder that, like, nobody saw Sam disintegrate. Like, (laughs) like, no one was with him when he died. You know what I often... Or disintegrated. You know what I often think is who, who... So, my favorite thing... About that post-credits scene. I guess we'll just jump all around, right? Which okay. I think is fine. We're jumping I, all over the we'll, place. we'll just jump all around. Is that it showed like uh, 50% of everyone oh, ghosting yeah. out in the real world. Yes. Like not just our heroes. Like now there are cars but that I, have no I often think of like helicopters like, crashing into Yeah, buildings. that's the thing that really got me. Not just our heroes, but like everyone around. Which I'm guessing they'll explore in Avengers um, 4. Right. right. You know? Um, even if they do walk it back, they can still be in that area for a little bit. 
Um, but anyway, I've been thinking about this, and since since I said maybe they should just own it, I don't think they are right. <laughs> I mean, I think we saw how much money Black Panther made, and it's like he's a cultural icon at this point, which is amazing. <laughs> but I think now that I think what's going to happen is that in order to reverse what Thanos did, it will require sacrifice, and I think that sacrifice will come in the form of who who of our Avengers are left. So. Who's left? We've got Tony still. Well, if you notice, all of the original yes. Avengers are left. We've got Tony, Cap, Bruce. Yeah. So do you think it's... I think all of them are going in the Matt. next movie. Yeah. What, you think they're all dying? I think I think the ones... I think our original Avengers... So if I think Marvel's at a point now where like it's kind of like... I don't want to say clean the slate, but... Kind of like, you know, some actors have been doing this for oh, a long time. I see what you mean. We've seen Tony for a lot of movies. We've yes. seen Cap. And now it's time to kind of explore what does the future new of Marvel characters. look like. Exactly. Yeah. And one of those new characters, Captain Marvel. Right. right? And I, from what I understand, Captain Marvel, linchpin of this new universe, I think, you know. I mean, sh- when when Nick Fury... Pages her. Pages her with his old school yeah. 90s pager. When he needs help, when people are disintegrating before his very eyes who does he contact captain marvel no so i did have a thought about that what's that what if he contacted her but she had also ghosted out (laughs) like he he paged her and she's like who's paging me (laughs) (laughs) i doubt that do you think he paged her in the 90s what do you mean when that when that you mean back then yeah like do you think that i think she gives him the pager pager pages back to the 90s like it's a time traveling oh, page that's really and smart that, like like at the end of her movie which yeah. is set in the 90s she gets the... we don't know much about her movie but we have heard that it's going to be set in the 90s yeah. like at the end of her movie she receives a page from that's her. ingenious well that would answer a question of so that would answer the question where so two things so one one is one is how does he know she hasn't disintegrated and two why hasn't he paged her when the Chitari were invading, right. why didn't he page her? Maybe this specific thing, maybe something, because so to set the stage for listeners, um, Avengers Infinity War just came out. Next movie is Ant Man and a Wasp. <laughs> yeah, then, they're following up the bleakest uh, Marvel movie of all time with like uh, a, a fun uh, heist movie. I, I think it's really smart, actually. Then it's Captain Marvel. Um, um, which, which will take place in the '90s, we are told, and then after that is Infinity or Avengers Part Avengers Four. Avengers Four. We don't know the name. Which, by the way, my guess Infinity Gauntlet. Uh, I think it's Avenger. Oh, did they announce that? I th- I think that's what it's going to be I called. Was they say, haven't announced Avengers it. Disassembled. No. Mm. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Avengers Reassembled. I don't know. Anyway, I like that idea of it being a pager in the past, though. Maybe. I don't know. It's just an idea I had. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's really um, good. Do you think the Ant-Man movie takes place before the Infinity War? I think it takes place either before or at the same time. Because it's it's on the other coast, right? Oh, yeah. that would be cool if it takes place at the same like, time. Ant-Man like, Ant-Man and the Wasp are going through their own things. Yeah. And then there's a new thing like, oh, something's going on in New York. Okay, eyes forward, um, Alan. No. Scott. Scott, thank you. <laughs> Why do they call him Alan? <laughs> I don't know. Alan. Alan. Who's Alan? <laughs> <laughs> Who is Alan? That's a question. <laughs> Eyes forward. Because it's Hank Pym. It's, I'm not even getting Hank and, and Scott mixed up. I'm just, whoever Alan is. <laughs> We need to make up a superhero. Um, eyes forward, we got this movie. But I do think what's going to happen is at the end of this movie, like po- the post credit scene is 
everyone turning to ash, which so could we'll find out who in who in that world disintegrated. Yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah, because because Ant Man was not in the Infinity War, and they make a reference to oh, Scott and Clint aren't here because they're on house arrest because yeah. they both have families, which made me realize no one else has a family, which is kind of sad. But I guess if you're going to be a hero, that's why you I, can't really have a family. I know, like I've talked to some people that 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 have issues with like how Hawkeye is as a character, but that's what kind of draws me to him. He is the he is yeah. the one. We're talking about Clint. You're doing Hawkeye, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because <laughs> he is the, one of the few with a family. So what yeah. does that mean when he goes, you know? It is kind of sad oh, for Cap, though. I did have kind of a dust, desolate thought about Clint. I know. I'm thinking he'll return in the next movie because, because his family has disintegrated. I mean, he's got a wife and how many kids? Three now, yeah. right? Yeah. I'm thinking the only reason he'd come back is because yeah. they're gone. I mean, hopefully not all of them. All right, I will say. Okay, I know that you give me a hard time because I don't like I don't like Hawkeye. Well, first of all, I don't know if you noticed, <laughs> listeners. I didn't say Tess. I said some people some have people. issues with. By the way, in, in the live cast, one of the little girls tells me her favorite hero is Hawkeye. Oh really? Yeah, she tells was, me why. I'm gonna. T- I just want to clear the air. All right. I, I don't. I didn't mean to give you. I was. I was respecting that you do not enjoy Hawkeye as a character, and I was just. I was giving I know, that voice. And but I want to clear the air with our listeners. Okay, I don't like Hawkeye in the movies. I like Hawkeye in the comics because Hawkeye has this cool background as a circus performer. He's deaf. He has an awesome dog. And he's got this cool female, young female protege who's actually better than him. He's got so many cool things going for him that they didn't use any of it in the movie just boggles my mind and they gave him like this like weird stuff in the movie and and i also don't really care for jeremy renner as an actor was that you clearing the air that was me clearing the air okay and that's the reason i don't like hawkeye it's not necessarily like i have a thing against him as a character i like the character in the comic books i think i think hawkeye as an idea yeah. is a cool character. I just don't really like him in the in the Avengers movies. Sure. I, well, I think the issue is in the Avengers movies, he's a side character, right? What you just described are the things you would have with a main character. If they ever did a Hawkeye movie... That would be really cool. Yeah. So I totally get it. Okay. Having said that, I think what they do with him works in the movies, right? I don't know. I felt like it was really weird in Age of Ultron when he when he had the secret family. Really? I thought it was weird. I don't know. I kind of like that. You liked it? Yeah. Is it because you're a dad? Is that one of the it's things I don't understand? I like <laughs> I like when my superheroes are like real when people. When they surprise you? Well, oh. Like what does Cap do when he's not fighting crime? I don't care. <laughs> I I don't know. <laughs> Do you think Cap is with Nat now? Like dating her? Well, like with her. Like they they've been hanging out, right? Like, do you think that they've formed a connection? I don't know. I didn't. I didn't get any of that in that you movie. Don't think actually, so? no. So, what do you think is going to happen in the future for these movies? Like, what do they do? Like, if you I the... see what you're saying, how we kind of have to say goodbye to the old guard, I guess, right? That's what I'm thinking, just because yeah. they've been do- at these movies for a long time. They've right? already proven that they don't need, um, they don't really need superheroes with a lot of um, brand appeal. You know what I mean? Sure. Like, they don't need um, 
well-known superheroes, they can make movies about Ant-Man and Black Panther and stuff like that. So I guess they don't. Well, I think at first when they were kind of like Marvel still like kind of like, uh, hey, guys, we're making these movies, right? They're using characters, even though I would argue not a lot of people knew who Iron Man was before Iron Man movie. You know, maybe comic book fans, but I do the grandma test. My grandma knows who Superman and Wonder Woman is. She didn't know who Iron Man no. was. No. Gotcha. So that's what I mean. You know, okay, I see what you're the saying. The average person on the street may have heard, oh, Iron Man, like that one song, right? You know? <laughs> I see what you're um, saying. But I do think these are like the more, uh, like the, the, the more recognizable ones as far as, uh, but I think now that they've kind of proven themselves like, oh, it's a Marvel movie, I'll go see it, right? Right. You know, they, if they pulled off a Guardians movie. And that's after, true. after a while, like logistically speaking, these actors are going to want to do other things. Yes, you know? they are. So I think that, I don't know who will die in four, but I do think there will be an exchange of lives of sort. Like, like I don't know how they bring back, you know, half of the universe. I was wondering if Thanos has, like, a change of heart. Maybe. That'd be a really weird movie, though, right? <laughs> like, they gotta, they gotta fight something. What do they fight? I don't know. Yeah. But they've already fought Thanos and lost. Well, yeah, I don't know what that next movie is. You know? Or do they fight him again? They could, and then win. Because, and then win this well, time. So, so Stephen Strange said that he saw one, one, uh, you know, outcome where they won, and I and he handed over the time stone, which I guess makes me think that there's still a. That's chance. That's the one time, yeah. That's, like there's a chance that we might still win. Yeah, I don't know. I um. I think so. So watching that movie a second time, like one of the themes is uh, not not making the hard decision that you know you need to make in order to to do what you wanted to what you think is right. So um, and multiple times people have to make a choice between doing what would save the universe or prevent the universe from being half destroyed by Thanos or saving a loved one. Yeah, like uh, the, Wanda. Wanda, if they had destroyed uh, Vision Stone right away, Thanos would have been in trouble. Although you could probably argue with the Time Stone, how he, much? I guess he could have always turned back. Time. Maybe, yeah, we don't know um, how much that would have happened. But um, if Loki would have let Thanos kill Thor at the beginning instead of giving him the other stone, you know, um, if uh, multiple times throughout the movie someone is, if if Gamora had decided to let Thanos keep torturing nebula instead of telling her where you know the uh, where the, the soul, soul stone is. is and and other examples um so i think the next movie they will fight thanos and they will win and the reason they will win is they will make that hard choice captain america says we don't trade lives maybe five for what 70 billion is a fair trade you know so i don't know um but i think that's what it is and i'm really hoping they tie back to remember in avengers uh, Captain America and Tony are like fighting and they're arguing. He's like, you're the kind of guy who's going to lay down on the line. And he's like, I'd rather cut the line. I think this is the part where they realize like this is the only way. Like this is the only option. So I don't know. But I'm, I'm willing to bet uh, death count in Avengers 4, certainly Cap and Tony. Yeah. You know? Certainly Cap and Tony. I heard a rumor they were going to make a uh, Black Widow movie, but it could be a prequel. Yeah, that would so, be fine too. Yeah. Um, she might survive. I don't know who or if they... I think maybe even Hulk, too. I think Hulk. Yeah. He's the only one with big enough hands to fit in the gauntlet, right? <laughs> it might just be logistically. His hands are just the biggest ones. Um, if if Bruce can turn green again, yeah. he's having lots of issues. 
probably has scared Thanos beat him up, right? Mm. That's what I'm thinking. I was thinking it was like post-traumatic from being Hulk for three years. Oh, that could be it. I mean, I thought it was because Thanos beat him up and Thor, uh, Hulk had never been beaten up like that before. Oh. But I think Thor is going to die too. I mean. Ooh. Yeah, I mean, if you, I mean, who's he got left? I mean, they—that's one thing I like. I guess that's. True. I like Thor Ragnarok, but they just like butchered the Warriors three, and like they no, did. like I don't think Thor even was like, "Where are my friends at?" Technically, Lady Sif is somewhere. I don't think so. No, they they mention it. They mention in Ragnarok that she wasn't there. Oh. When, when Hela... Oh, I thought just everyone was dead. No, yeah, they mentioned that she was on a mission or something, oh. so she could come back. But Unless she got disintegrated. Unless she got disintegrated, like, half of the universe. Where's so. Valkyrie, by the way? Yeah, because she was on that ship with yeah, them. Yeah, so I guess she's dead, too. She could be. I he, felt like that was kind of sad. She didn't even get a mention in the movie. She could be dead. I think Thor at one and time... Korg. <laughs> Korg. Korg is probably dead. I think <laughs> Thor at one time says, like, you've killed half my crew or something. So oh, maybe, okay. like, some ship did get away. But then there's still the ghosting that that happens when half the universe is done. I was really bummed that Loki died. Mainly just because I really love Loki. But also just because I felt like it shouldn't be so easy to kill a god. I get that Thanos is like really B.A. Yeah. But it wasn't easy to kill Thor. They blew up his ship and he was just like out in space for I don't know how long he was out there. Mm -hmm. But like apparently very difficult to kill Thor. Not so difficult to kill Loki, just snap his neck. They have different skill sets, right? Thor's stronger than Loki. I He's don't always know. has been. I'm holding know? I'm holding out hope that maybe he can come back. I, I I don't know if he can come back. It'd be cool We've if he could. We've seen him die before. We've seen him die a lot of times. I think I do think there's a chance Gamora can come back though. Yeah. Maybe. I really do. I, I think that after Avengers four, when they hopefully bring back the people that turn to dust. I think that... It would be nice if we could bring her back. Well, I... Especially since her and Peter had just told each other that they love each other. Yeah. Well, I, I think Volume 3, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, is going to be like them trying to bring her back. I think that's going to uh, be the plot. Like a search for Spock. I had a um, I had a thought. Yeah. Groot disintegrated, which was really sad. By the way, James Gunn, the guy who has kind of, he's got like creative control of the Guardians. He like writes and directs their movies. People tweet to him and ask him to translate Groot's I Am Groot's. Oh, that's cute. And he does. And someone someone tweeted to him and said, what is his last I Am Groot? As he's like reaching out to Rocket. Yeah. And his last I Am Groot is Dad. Oh. Oh. That's sad. It's terrible. But I had a thought. Groot gave some of his wood to the axe. Yeah. Could we plant that wood and get a Groot back? Hmm. I don't think maybe. But I mean, if they're bringing back everyone who turned to dust anyway, they'll bring them back. Right? I'm okay. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I think so. But they're I not going to own it. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think... I think they're... Well, that's another thing is, like, at the end, like, I was emotional, but I knew, like, Spider-Man's what? Got, like, two, three, four... You know, I know. what I mean? Black I was Panther. A, I think I was just so shocked to it's, see everybody turning to dust. I really... I, like, ugly cried in that I movie love theater. that. I think that ending is probably one of the best things I've probably ever seen in, in cinema ever because it was so... It was so... Th- so the idea is... So... Bane in the world of DC Comics is supposed mm-hmm. to be like this unstoppable force. He shows up and Batman can't get beaten. And what does Bane do? He beats Batman, right? He breaks his back and he just marches up to you. I felt that Thanos 
did that in this movie so much better than than Bane did in Dark Knight Rises. And I really like Dark Knight Rises because he just marches through them and one after another, boom, boom, boom. He's Out walking through. The music is just like, boom. You know this is coming. Gong. And then at the very end, I actually didn't realize that he had snapped his fingers at first. Like, you know, Thor throws that axe into yeah. his chest and he says, you should have hit my head. And he snaps his fingers and does half the universe. I thought he was going to do the time stone again. To reverse oh, his own death. Uh-huh. Like, w- kind of same results right, anyway. Right. Um, but then it slowly dawned on me, because he's in that other, whatever that world is, where he yes. sees young Gamora. Which is why I think there's a chance she can come back. Because what was that? She's in that other world. She's in that other world. The fact that she died, like, as an exchange for the Soul Stone is just weird could enough. We exchange her back? With comic book logic. Yeah. It's just weird enough it could work. Yeah. Um, I think Vision is is done. He's yeah. got a hunk out of his head. I don't think we'll I, see him again. I think it might be sad because I think he could be brought back but as Jarvis so he wouldn't be him. Right. He'll be you know um, which would be real sad. Um, but anyway and then when it cuts back to like Cap and he turns and Bucky's the first one we see go right? And it's just there's no music. There's no music and you just see and slowly, like, you're like, wait, if he's going, and he's going, because then you see it going around, yes. and I, I, and it just, and then slowly, I think at the very end, it hits Captain America, like, oh, we did it. Like, this is, this is, we lost, and this is happening around the world, which our only snapshot was that post-credits, you know? Yes. But I mean, imagine if half the people on the earth are gone, right? Everyone would feel that, you know? And so, anyway, that ending was just so good. I had to shut off the, well, I know they're coming back, like comic books. Like the comic <laughs> book, right? But I do think it, it, to not cheapen the the emotional, like the emotion, the, the emotional feeling of that ending is even if they are coming back, the Senate can go, well, they'll just come back as comic books. I think the exchange will be in that next movie, like because of the people that died, to bring them back, other people will have to die for realsies, you know? And I'm willing to bet... My, my list would be, I would say... Cap and Tony for sure. Cap, Tony for sure. Probably Hulk. Probably Thor. That's what I would say. You know, Thor's had a great... Like a great... I try to think of everyone's arcs, right? Yeah. Thor's, Thor's had an amazing arc. He went he through really this. Has. He went through this. He became a pirate. And like if a pirate had, had pirate made a baby angel. baby with an angel. He did that. It was amazing. He yeah. Could, I feel like, it, it, I feel like Tony, uh, Thor would die and I've done it, right? Right. You know? Tony... No, oh, here's... Okay. Oh, I, but Tony and Pepper. Thank you. So, okay, wait, I'll get to Tony in a second. I think Cap, of course, he'll give his life for everyone. Yeah, right? he will. Cap, he'll do it in a heartbeat. If he had the soul stone in his head, or the mind stone in his head, he would be like, yeah, take it right out of my head now. Um, Hulk, I don't know. You know, that's weird as far as, like, his arc, right? Like, what has he gone through? But sometimes there's no logic to who dies. He's been through... I mean... I feel like Hulk is a guy who's in a lot of pain. Yeah. I feel like he may, is a sad, but he may even welcome a chance to sacrifice himself for a greater good. Is there a chance that Hulk could die, but Bruce can live? Oh. Just an idea. I'd be down for that. I don't know. Now, Tony, so this is a thought I had, is um, (laughs) when he... Gets on the the giant space donut, the spaceship, mm-hmm. and Pepper's calling him. He's like, "Tell me you're not on that spaceship." You know what I think she was calling him to say? It's over between no. us. No, I'm that, pregnant. You know that dream you had? Yeah, it's that's real. exactly right. That's exactly that's what why I, you need to come back. That's exactly what I think she was calling to tell him that that I am pregnant. You know? I don't think I. That... Why? Let me ask you this: Why did he have that dream? Why did, the Marvel movie? Right? They're spending. 
tons of money on this movie. You think they're just going to throw something in there and it not do anything? Why didn't she tell him in the park? She didn't then? know. She didn't. She didn't take the test. She oh, took the test. She just had a minute to take it. Just then, like in the middle of all of the destruction. That is, that is true. Of the, of the park, like. <laughs> She was like, hmm, let me take a That is a good point. Real quick. Uh, we don't know how much time passed. Uh, you're right. It probably would have only been an hour. I don't think she would have. I don't think that would have been a priority. Uh, wait. Uh, Stark technology? I bet you just poke your finger or something. Back at the lab, right? <laughs> well, you might be right about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you should not like finding sticks to pee on or something. She's probably like, just uh, uh, Friday. Tell me, am I pregnant? Congratulations, Miss Pepper Potts. I'm Girl Friday or whatever, you know? Yeah. I think she's pregnant, so. You think so? I Can do. Can it be that this is all just, like, some Shakespearean, like, lead up to their wedding? Like, <laughs> like this is actually a comedy. And, and, and the whole Avengers 4 is mm. just going to end with Tony and Pepper getting married. What if? <laughs> so you know how Doctor Strange gave the stone away? The time stone, the Thanos, because Cap, uh, Stark was going to die, right? Yes. Tony Stark was going to die, and we're presumably he gave him the stone so, because, th- because that was we needed Tony. We needed Tony for, for some this reason to win. Maybe we don't need Tony for this to win. Well, no, that doesn't make sense. What we need his baby. We for need this his. To win? We need his son from the future or his daughter from the future. So if she's not pregnant yet, <laughs> he needs to get back to Earth. I don't know. I mean, this is, pretend this is comic books, right? He doesn't know that, though. Why do you have that dream, right? I don't know. I, I have a lot of weird dreams. Yeah, but people don't make movies about them, right? <laughs> you know? I don't know. Um, final thoughts about the movie, Miss Tess. Um, there was a lot of really funny moments in it for it being a super bleak movie. I especially loved all of the moments with Thor and Rocket and Groot. Um I liked that a lot. Okay. What was your final thoughts about that? Um, a movie 10 years in the making. Uh, I think it was truly a masterpiece. I thought it was phenomenal. I thought it was probably the, the darkest of the Marvel movies. Definitely. I think it was still... I don't think we get to talk crap about DC anymore being dark. <laughs> well, DC is... I still understand people's criticisms of it because it, it, DC is a different type of dark. Like DC... The, and not to... Real quick, the difference between the Marvel movies and the DC movies, in my opinion, boils down to the Marvel movies are made by Marvel Studios, whose job is to make Marvel movies. The DC movies are made by Warner Brothers, who makes a bunch of movies, and some of them happen to be movies True. that take place. And I think that's the difference, is 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 you have uh, uh, so much attention to detail on Marvel side, because that's what they do. DC, I feel like a lot of things tend to be decided by committee, which isn't a good way to make movies. But I was going to say DC darkness is more like real world. We don't want this. This is too close to like our real political darkness. That's true. That's what they go with. Like, and and that can be very uncomfortable. And when you go to see a superhero movie, like no one's really worried that Thanos would get in a affinity gauntlet, right? In yeah, real life. I guess that's but true. But when you see Batman vs. Superman, you might be like... You might get that and get a vibes of like post nine eleven America that can make you feel very uncomfortable. I do you know? remember. I remember. I was reading uh, for a while. I was reading regularly Batwoman okay. uh, comics, and I stopped reading because I got really upset because Batwoman was supposed to marry her love Maggie Sawyer, and like it was not going to happen. And I remember like somebody like tweeted to somebody at DC, "Why won't you let?" Kate and Maggie get married and they said 
no one's allowed to be happy in the DC universe. <laughs> and they meant it quite seriously. Like, we just can't let this happen. Like, no one's allowed to be happy. It's <laughs> <And> I... <laughs> interesting. Yeah. And then there were a lot of people trying to, like, yeah, but Aquaman has a wife, and they're like, are they happy? Come on now, are they, though? <laughs> like, <laughs> I do know that since that tweet came out, because that was a while ago, right? It was like, a long time yeah, ago. It was, was many like, years ago. They've gone through, like, several different universal <laughs> change. Like, I think now they're in the middle of rebirth, so I, I haven't read any of it, but they may be trying to fix uh, fix those tonal issues, you know? So, um, how do we finish this thing, Tess? Um... <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know either. Yeah. But uh, how about we just say that Infinity War was the stuff that we were loving I think this Fortnite. Whether of how it like affected us emotionally, or I, I talked to someone who said they were angry when the, they were done that movie. Oh. I think um, I think almost everyone can say like even if they were mad or affected in one way that it was a good movie. Right? I it you was know a very good how movie. I felt about it. I said. Um, that I was sad because I felt like they killed half my friends, but I still thought it was a really good movie. <laughs> like I thought, I like, think that's a good way to wrap yeah. it up. Yeah, <laughs> very cool. Well, guys, thanks so much for listening, um, and uh, I hope your favorite heroes made it through that movie. Yeah, Rocket's still alive. I still get Rocket. <laughs> Next movie opens with him getting rabies. No.